Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of a Tisket Tasket podcast. I'm your host, Gina, and normally I take a look into the enchanting and sometimes downright weird world of nursery rhymes. But for the month of December, I thought I'd explore some festive nursery rhymes and songs. Today, we're diving into the festive tradition of timeless classics, Jingle Bells. So grab your hot cocoa, cozy up by the fire, and let's unwrap the history of this beloved holiday tune. Welcome to the enchanting world of nursery rhymes, where childhood memories and timeless tales intertwine. Join us on the A Tisket Tasket podcast as we embark on a delightful journey through the rich history and captivating origins of beloved nursery rhymes. Tune in for an exploration that will delight nursery rhyme enthusiasts and folklore aficionados alike. And now your host, Gina. To start things off, let's travel back to the 19th century, a time when Jingle Bells made its first appearance. Many believe it was written by James Lord Pierpont at Simpson's Tavern in Medford, Massachusetts. First published in 1785, it was titled The One Horse Open Sleigh. James Lord Pierpont, a songwriter and musician, is credited with composing Jingle Bells. I use composing loosely. However, the song wasn't originally intended for Christmas. It was first penned for Thanksgiving, and some even claimed it was written as a drinking song. Flay riding, a popular sport in New England, was the inspiration with lyrics telling a daring of high-speed horse sleigh races. Moreover, there are rumors that the song was meant for Sunday school, but I couldn't find any historical claims supporting this. It is worth noting that Pierpont was a strong supporter of the Confederacy and initially dedicated the song to John P. Ordway, who ran a blackface minstrel troupe called Warway Aliens. Additionally, Pierpont was the uncle of famed banker J.P. Morgan, who actually had the song published in 1857. Scholars don't seem to be kind to Pierpont's legacy. In any case, the song was republished by Oliver Ditson & Co. in 1859 in Boston under the title Jingle Bells. It wasn't until the 1860s and the 1870s that the song became associated with Christmas. The first audio recording of Jingle Bells was by our pal Thomas Edison in 1889 on an Edison cylinder, but the first original recording was lost. However, we do have a remastered recording. Despite its contested origins, Jingle Bells exudes a joyful, carefree spirit, finding its way into the hearts of winter festivities. Now, let's listen to Edison's 1889 version, originally called the Sleigh Ride Party. Step into the Sleigh Ride Party by the Edison Cortez. Hello there, that comes the sleigh. Oh, oh, ah, Bonaparte. You read nothing before any bad. You can hang your fat and hip that on him. <laughs> hey, Mabel, where is that lunch basket? Why, I think I'm sitting on it. Oh, you think 
you're sitting on it, do you? Why you know you're sitting on it? Yeah, Maggie, Martha, you put that lunch basket out of the stick, will you? Now, driver, I want you to stop at the very first roadhouse you come to, understand? All right, boys. That's the song we all know and love for the season, right? Jingle Bells was in the style of the then very popular sleigh riding songs. Despite claims to plagiarisms, Pierpont is credited with writing it, and it is associated with J.P. Morgan, which likely contributed to its popularity. A quote I found particularly amusing when I was researching this is by researcher Kaina Hamill, who writes, Everything about the song is churned out and copied from other people and lines from other songs. There's nothing original about it. I really want to read what else Hamill has to say about Pierpont, because I doubt it's anything good. But in any case, Jingle Bells as a song, as a Christmas carol, popularity it cannot be denied, whether it be in English-speaking countries or around the world. Jingle Bells, it isn't... Com- confined to one culture or language. It's transcended borders, becoming the universal anthem of Christmas, and I honestly can't think of another Christmas song that I would think defines the season. In any case, the song has found commercial success in Japan and has been adapted with local lyrics in Germany, Russia, South Korea, India, and the UK. Australia has its own version with its own lyrics, and I really want an Australian to explain them to me because the Australian slang is just over, it goes over my head, and I really want to know because I bet it's hilarious. So if you are an Australian and you're listening to this podcast and you want to get on a Discord call and explain this to me, I would be more than happy to listen. But in any case, from the silver screen to pop charts, Jingle Bells has been featured in, of course, 
countless movies, TV shows, and recorded by various artists. Notable versions include Bing Crosby and the Andrews Sisters in 1943, as well as Glenn Miller's 1941 version. Movies that predominantly feature Jingle Bells off the top of my head include 1946, It's a Wonderful Life, The Simpsons Movie in 2007, Polar Express in 2004, Home Alone in 1990, Die Hard in 1988, and of course National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation in 1989. Feel free to comment what your favorite Christmas movie is and if it includes uh, Jingle Bells. I also think it was included in Elf in the early 2000s as well, which is one of my favorite Christmas movies of all times. But not only is this song popular among different countries and appears in different movies, but did you know that Jingle Bells was one of the first songs broadcasted from space? That's right. In 1965, Gemini 6 astronauts Tom Stafford and Wally Schreira played a Christmas-themed prank by reporting a mysterious object in space traveling north to south and repeatedly being called a he for producing a harmonica and sleigh bells to broadcast their rendition of Jingle Bells. And Ground Control's response was hilarious. Definitely check it out if you haven't. It's just definitely worthwhile to see. But as we wrap up our festive journey through time, it is clear that Jingle Bells has endured despite being associated with controversial figures like Pierpont and his plagiarism. It is adored to be one of the most loved Christmas songs. It has evolved, capturing the hearts of generations worldwide, even though we don't really do sleigh riding anymore. And it's a testament to the power of music and tradition that it continues to spread joy. Thank you for joining me on this delightful episode attempting to uncover the mystery of one of America's most recognizable Christmas tunes. Tune in next week where we will continue to explore the weirdness of nursery rhymes and happy holidays. Thank you for listening to a Tisket Tasket podcast. We hope you learned something valuable today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss a future episode. If you found value in today's content, please share with others and consider leaving a review. Also, follow Gina on all social media platforms, and we'll see you next time.